hit the button. Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Hello there. One night, I'm, I'm going to stop the video just because, so that everybody can see the dance track that's going on <laughs> behind don't the intro video. Don't embarrass us more than we already embarrass ourselves. Oh, I don't know if that's possible. It's I mean, really but, I've ar- we've already seen Nick as a geisha, so. That's true. <laughs> true. There, there is that, yes. As much as we wish we could forget. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast, the podcast that taught Commander Riker how to get a leg up on the competition. And before we get into tonight's show, we need to say our thanks to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. First up, River City Tees. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees. Let's make a shirt together. All right. That was our first show sponsor. Our second show sponsor is Level Up Lightsabers. I love how your green screen just know, disappears. Right? Rogu disappears. Green screen? Green screen? What green screen? Magic. All right. And, and both of the links for those will be in the comments and show notes like they are. Everywhere. They already are in the comments. So, boom. Whoa. Yes, Tim does get need to get a lightsaber. Eventually, one day, it'll happen. Look, the beautiful mm, Look nice. at that beautiful level up lightsaber. It is. Go talk. The- Click the link. Go buy a lightsaber. The dark shroud in silver. It feels fantastic. That's right. You won't regret it. And now, of course, since you're here and you see this nice reminder going along the bottom of the screen, if you're watching this on YouTube, please don't forget to like and subscribe. That's what helps keeps us going and helps us continue to get awesome guys on the show, like our guests tonight, which we'll introduce in just a moment. Hello, Jason Taylor. Nothing. Glad to have you in the house. And I'll remind you, too, that if you would like to continue to help support uh, funny science fiction, you can always do the other thing other than buying a lightsaber. Uh, if you want a cheaper option, a more cost-effective option, we'll say, 
you can always do as the comments just now said you can buy us a coffee there's the link in the there and uh, we're very excited for any support that you're able to give us it helps us to be able to offset some of the costs that we have so we can continue to make content for you to enjoy and if you prefer to just pay for our therapy we will send you our paypals oh that's gonna go <laughs> that's gonna be expensive i mean obviously since we're here and I mean, we went you... lightsaber, and then we went, you know, coffee, and then we went, oh, therapy, which is which is way off. You can't even see the height of the therapy cost. Anyway. <laughs> or they could just, you know, complain to our, our guest at the end of the podcast episodes. That's true. That's true. We can do just that. Just get us torn asunder. Well, tonight we welcome Mick and Nick from the Showboys podcast. Mike and Nick. I'll bring in Mike and Nick. Oh, hey. you know what? Mick and Nick rhymes. Mick and so. Nick goes better. <laughs> I've been called. You need to be Mike thing. and Ike now, because that. Mm. <laughs> I I enjoyed how your lightsaber just burnt away your green. Like, I know it totally yeah, destroys. Awesome. It it was really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. Is a an unexpected effect that I think went went the distance. Mm -hmm. Right? Let's go now you see Grogu, now you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone instantly gets sad. Like, oh, yeah. No, Grogu, why am I here? <laughs> He's so you're, cute. You're... We have him in multiple locations. Right. Uh, Your Rotten Tomato score instantly goes down as soon as Grogu is off the show. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I did, did so well for Light a hot minute, too. Just, just a smidge. I did see a... Grogu's face. I did see a meme where it showed Anakin, the, the, the video shot from Anakin's lightsaber to the youngling, and then Ahsoka's, and then it shows Luke's angle, and it was like the same exact shot oh, no. on Grogu, and then it says, shows Ahsoka, and it says, you're just like your father. Oh, <laughs> rip. And there went Grogu. Oh, <laughs> All right, guys, so hey, before we jump into tonight's topic, Take a minute, tell everybody about Showboys Podcast, where they can find you and why you are so stinking awesome. Well, I don't know how to answer the last part of that, but uh, yeah, we are a podcast that talks a lot about shows, movies, video games, you know, anything in between. Um, and apparently last night, Nick coined our new motto, which is we don't <laughs> research anything. Um, but yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> You can find us on YouTube or, um, you know, any of the major audio uh, platforms, Spotify, Apple, etc. Um, we live stream to YouTube, our Facebook page and Twitter. Um, and yeah, we, you know, oftentimes have different series going outside of our normal Thursday night show. And we are about to wrap up our Boba Fett companion series. Mm, nice. Um, yeah, you want to tell them about that, Nick? Yeah, so um, you know, every once in a while, when we can afford a, another night of podcasting, <laughs> we uh, roll out a campaign series to follow a pretty anticipated show of ours. Um, so, like, we've done Mandalorian season two, we've done um, Falcon Winter Soldier, and the latest one here is the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, I um, can't forget the Bad Batch and the Bad Batch. Yep, to name yeah. them all, if I must. 
Um, try not to show how Star Wars heavy we are on the companion series, but it is just a fact of life. Put the um, giant Star Wars sign behind you. Kind I know. Of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Trying to blend it up here. Uh, it's unavoidable. I just noticed that. <laughs> nice. That says so much more about you than you want it to, Nick. <laughs> Which one? Blade, Blade Nick, not Pixel. Blade Nick. Nick. Blade. Just call him Blade. So, I'm just going to call him Blade for the rest of the night. Yeah. So one of the things I do appreciate about your guys' uh, companion series is the fact that I don't think that you you have to have had a long-standing relationship with the the series in order to pick up where you guys are at, what's going on. I don't think because it, it's it's a deep dive without being a deep dive. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. <clears throat> what we what we what we've always <laughs> set out to do is avoid the like welcome to the show we're gonna riddle off just like every easter egg every fact and right, just kind of right. like wikipedia shame you yeah. um and it kind of all started with mike when we first did the mandalorian companion series he knew nothing about star wars like nothing yeah besides like the first three movies that came out in the 80s so it took a very natural format in the sense that he had just genuine questions from an outsider right. like what is going on who are these people and it was really refreshing for me why do because... people like this i don't understand right and <laughs> it was just refreshing because i was like okay this is nice because i'm not talking to just some other ultra nerd about star wars we're actually presenting it in a way that is applicable to non-star wars people so you're good up there, Kathleen. <laughs> okay, so I think she's like duct taping something. No, know. no. So <laughs> my my tablet case was the recipient of an exploding bottle of Mountain Dew. Oh. And so now the stand sounds like duct tape. Nice, very much. <laughs> Thank you for demonstrating because I didn't think that was a, a case, nor did I think it was duct tape. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, that's a that's a hot mic moment. <laughs> the microphone was the recipient of dinner. Exactly. Uh, John, to answer your question, this is a Les Paul. Just chilling there on the wall. And, and just for, for future reference, if I actually did that on the air, I would claim it. <laughs> oh, I know you I would, but I would. Raised better. I was waiting for you to finish laughing first. <laughs> Nope, nope, it's just my stupid tablet. Okay, fair enough. Keep that keep that sound effect. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Store that for later use. Yeah. It is one of the most ridiculous sounds. And uh, now that I know what it is, it, it's even funnier. So the more you All right. what was really great is I was driving down I-75 when the bottle of Mountain Dew exploded in my bag. Ooh, even worse, and you're it, in the car. I am driving and it's the like reaching over to the passenger seat and grabbing my tablet out of it as fast as I can because I don't want it to fry it. Right. And the case just got the worst of it, luckily. How did the Mountain Dew explode? There was a weak spot in the bottle. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, you gotta you gotta inspect those bottles. Like, it was sure. in my bag. I was driving. I don't even remember where I was going. It was in the bag, and I hear the like the hissing start, and then the, the whole bag went... <laughs> oh, no! Nice. Yeah, that's usually probably, well, not usually, but that's probably not the best sound you want to hear. No. I mean, I was glad it wasn't like a tire or something, but electronics and liquid, I wasn't happy. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that makes Mountain Dew's not liquid. Sense. It's uh, 
It's just it's dangerous. It's it was my blood at one point. <laughs> Mike had a years crippling, ago. <laughs> crippling Mountain Dew addiction some time ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to say one more thing uh, to go along with what Nick said about, um, well, funnily enough, about our lack of research and not wanting to smack people in the face with Wikipedia. Um, yeah, mostly with our companion series, you're going to get like our uh our genuine thoughts like we we don't um you know look to outside sources we don't look anything up on the internet we just we watch the show and then we come at you with our thoughts on that episode uh so you get a lot of like speculation and and theory crafting about like what is happening in the series and whatnot um and sometimes it can be interesting, and sometimes I probably sound like a moron because I'm uh, <laughs> I'm a rookie Star Wars fan. So <laughs> I'm sure people get quite a few You're good pro. laughs. You're a pro now. What a maroon! I have yeah. to say though, I'm I'm always a little bit surprised when I meet an adult who hasn't watched Star Wars or isn't a Star Wars fan. It's like I didn't realize that they existed. Yeah, I was trying to be like a an anti Star Wars hipster. Like I was like, I don't want to like that. Everyone else likes it. Uh, um, I but told then, like it's not worth it, dude. Like it's just yeah. not worth it. It's I not. get it, but it's not. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then I I went down the rabbit hole and consumed everything Star Wars in in like a I don't know four to six months period probably. <laughs> uh, Solid. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Here it. we are. <laughs> So were you like yelling at people, shaking your fist, you know, get off my Star Trek lawn? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even like Star Trek either. <laughs> like, Oh, boy. Wow, I was, I'm right. one of those people. <laughs> wow. wow. Which, is, which explains my Star Trek expert comment uh, before we went live. So if I'm show Fair enough, Star okay. Trek expert, we're, we're in trouble. Mike's yeah. polishing up on all, all the fronts. Yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Wars, now we're going to get him into Star Trek. That's and then Stargate. And Stargate. <laughs> well awesome that's that's an awesome segue into our first topic for the night which just happens to be star trek uh so <laughs> Amazing. after saying that you'll be surprised to know that i am the only showboy here in attendance that has watched star trek prodigy that's um, right wow. so take that wow. pixel nick <laughs> <laughs> yes so yeah, so if you're if you're uh, wondering at home what we're talking about, if you haven't had a chance to to watch it yet, this is the image. This is the show that we're talking about. This is Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, it's available, I think, right now only on Paramount Plus and through Nickelodeon. So it is definitely a show that's primed and prepped and made for kids. Uh, the way it was explained to me by by somebody in our funny science fiction group was that it's a show to help. Uh, kids kind of learn the the building blocks, the basics of Star Trek, and so that they can move on from there into something else. So I don't know how accurate that is, but so the official premise is uh, takes place twenty three eighty three, five years after USS Voyager returned to Earth, and so at the end of Star Trek Voyager, there was a crew of young aliens. And they find an abandoned Starfleet ship, uh, the USS Protostar. And so they end up taking control of the ship, learning how to work the workings of the ship and go on adventures. Sailing for adventure in the big blue what thing. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> so 
one of the things that I'm I'm struggling with in this the series, and I'm about I think I'm only six episodes in, so I haven't had a chance to watch all of it yet. But I am enjoying what I'm seeing so far. Um, the, the the biggest struggle I'm having with though is the the lead character doll. Don't mm-hmm. really don't really care for him just yet. And I think that there's that this is part of an arc where you know you you don't like him, and I'm sure that at some point um, things will start to change as he realizes you know the need for friends and and all these kind of things. But as of right now, he's just kind of a lion booty wad. So uh, <laughs> interestingly, I would not call him the main character. Like yes, well, we. Te- I mean, we follow him. Yeah, yeah. So technically, it's the girl. I realize that. Yeah. Because she is she is the prodigy. She is the progeny. She is the the one who's amazing and and all these other things. And I get that. And I shouldn't just call her the girl. Her name is Gwen. But mm-hmm. um, but for the first five or six episodes, you are strongly and closely following uh, Doll. Oh. Yeah. You know, and everything that's going on with him and 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 in his arc, but at the same time, Gwen's arc is also going. At, you know, and, and with I think with her realizing uh, who and what her father is, the the diviner, and you know, I gotta say, I love Gwen's nano weapon. Is it? I, I don't know what it is exactly. It's like a living metal. Yeah, um, and it just it's so cool transforms into whatever, and I'm like. Oh, I want that in a tabletop game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time that she used it was pretty awesome because it's just like uh it just kind of looks like a almost like a tattoo, but kind of like a piece of jewelry maybe that she wears on her upper arm, and it just like slides down and forms into this like crazy looking blade thing. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that that part was was pretty sweet when when that happened. Yeah. <clears throat> and I like the fact that she's able to control it. You know, it, it conforms to her thought, her will, what she wants it to be, mm-hmm. what she wants it to do. Uh, like when she broke her leg, it, it casted her leg. It, it, you yeah. know, uh, that was kind of cool. And how it, you know, I don't know. I, I just need something like neat. that. Yeah. I, I really appreciate uh, Gwen in this for sure. And I love, uh, she's voiced by Ella Purnell, who, uh, voices one of the main characters in one of uh, nick and i's favorite shows on netflix arcane she's the voice of jinx oh, um, oh okay yeah so nice. uh I, she she's a great voice actress um uh but yeah her i would i would definitely agree with with blade nick there uh that that gwen definitely is is the main character um but i do also agree with you tim uh dal is so annoying <laughs> like He's very hard to to get on board with for he, he, uh, several episodes. He does end up growing on you. Yeah. Um, like a like tumor fungus? or... Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I'm worried about, right? You know, he, yeah. he seems like he seems like he's just one of those characters that, that is made to be the, the background annoyance. I feel like that's me. <laughs> I didn't want to say it was like <laughs> Kathleen, but I feel like it's made like Kathleen. People. Like somebody met Kathleen. I'm like, you know, I'm going to make a purple mohawk kid after after her character. I would totally have a purple mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> Next week. So there's that. Live. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Do you guys have any favorite characters from the show? I actually like Jankum Pog a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. he makes me laugh. The fact that post alike. No, because I I'm also with Pixel Nick, and I've never seen any of it. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm I'm talking to the right hand side of the screen. I get that. Um, <laughs> Just reshuffle I, the deck here. I was exactly. Uh, we were gonna watch this and talk about it this week, and ta-da. I'm ta-da. So I, I like. Leaning. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. I'm kind of leaning towards Murph. <laughs> Murph. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. I, I, I'm a fan of Zero. Honestly, Zero's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Gwen, of course, or Gwen. Um, right. But honestly, the Diviner is really gnarly. Like, what a great villain! And mm, his, right, his, yeah. his voice is so like, I don't know. It, Yes. Yeah, very in- intimidating and and frightening. Um, I've I've enjoyed yeah. everything I've seen of the Diviner. Uh, that is played by uh, John Noble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also been I'm trying to figure out who he's. Yeah, who where else he's been? So... Know the name. But... He's got a pretty big list, and I'm trying to. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Uh, let's see. He was. Oh, that's who he is. Okay. Lord of the Rings. He's the yeah. you know such the your brother on fire. Yeah, the steward Gondor. Yep. Yeah, the such right. your, fire, your brother on fire guy. guy. Yes. Uh, the, He's... the very annoyingly eating grape guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, tomato or whatever it was. I love that song, but I mute that scene every time I watch the movie. <laughs> it's purposefully like cringy, and but also very. Yeah like really good song but like it's it's a rough i don't do well with mouth noises anyway right? and that one just grosses me out so badly <laughs> yeah you're you got a three-hour epic on your hands and like the audio is all the way up and then dude just like cracks oh, into a, like a tomato yeah. or whatever and he's just oh, it's so gross and visually it's disgusting too like it's mm-hmm. not even like yeah audio. every time yeah every single time he bites down and i have to look away for a second just because everything <laughs> dripping down his chin and <laughs> Good for but him he for does, nailing he... that acting, though. Yeah, I know. Oh, he, he did. did. Yeah. <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. But he plays an amazing bad guy. He really does. The diviner in this is—he's creepy, mm-hmm. and you know he—he's everything a villain should be. Where when you're watching this and you want to go, oh hey, where's the bad guy? Ooh. Oh, it's definitely him. Yeah, that's the bad guy. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think probably. Uh, in the first couple episodes, because I really wasn't the first episode, I was kind of rough, and I was just like, mm, I don't know how long I'm going to make it with this. And then I started watching. He was actually kind of what kept me going because I wanted to see more <laughs> of him and see what what else from him was going to uh, spark on the screen, and if he was going to be the bad guy that I was hoping that he was going to be, and he's proving to be that. Yeah, and there is uh, there's something cool about that that alien species design like i love <laughs> when uh like he and gwen are like telepathically doing something and like the the blue lines light up on their their heads or whatever um mm-hmm. I, I i i will admit i binge this pretty quickly um mm-hmm. so i may have missed like what the need for his like being submerged in a tank or having like the water or fluid like tubes in his suit or whatever. Like what's going on with that? Right. Um, I didn't notice that either. I also watched it relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, 
mainly because I enjoyed it and had an afternoon <laughs> and just sat and watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they, they maybe they haven't uh, like really revealed that yet. Um, but I think it's yeah, I, pretty cool. I, I noticed it, but don't know what it, what it's for. Mm-hmm. So, so that's yeah. definitely something I got to pay more attention to in the future. But I've been very happy with yeah, just with that portion. Just there's all these little neat these little neat things that are that I find as I'm watching it. Yeah. Um, and then I think this is what the mid season finale here. Uh, the part two of episode 10, I think, uh, at least that's what I'm seeing on Twitter. Uh, yeah. So yeah, 10 more episodes. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely okay with that. Yeah. And, and we'll probably get some explanation some more into. I, I also, whatnot. I also like that. It's all from an alien perspective and not necessarily the human perspective. Oh yeah. Um, just because, everything we see in star trek has always been human perspective up until okay. this point and i mean that you can spread that out across like all of sci-fi yeah i know that's something that pixel nick talks about a lot uh especially when we're when we've talked about the expanse uh we're huge fans of the expanse and that's that's one thing that's definitely come up it's like can we get uh, a main character that is not like a human dude can we follow something else please right <laughs> right so it's they're humanoid in the, the you know our human-esque you could say you know with you know the same characteristics but they're definitely alien races and and i think that's kind of cool to be able to watch this from the alien perspective um and really the only human that we have interaction with is the uh ho- the hologram right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the hologram of Janeway. And by the way, can we give respect to Janeway for drinking coffee even as a hologram? <laughs> that was pretty awesome. <laughs> and I love it too because if you watched Voyager at all, it, it gives a lot of like props to Voyager at the same time. And I am excited to see where this is going uh, just because, especially with how the this season ended and I'm like, Ooh, mm-hmm. um, and the idea of the proto star, the ship itself has a, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jason, they do. Jason. <laughs> it's like, it's the looking cool action. Like I'm drinking coffee or I'm smoking a cigarette. Like it's, right. it's on the look. <laughs> And if you would like us to support Janeway and her coffee addiction, buy us a coffee. <laughs> that, was a nice, that was a nice, that was smooth. Solid plug. Here, here's that link just one more time. There you go. You there you go. Buy us a coffee. A coffee. So, so for me, being the the outsider when it comes to Star Trek, really, I mean, because in our group, basically, and basically even on our, our, our Facebook page, I'm the outsider. I'm the guy who doesn't really pay attention to Star Trek. I'm the guy who's never really cared much for Star Trek. My favorite Star Treks are the JJ Treks, and that seems, from my hear, is almost sacrilegious. Um, so, <laughs> so you know, uh, so for me, this is this has been kind of a nice introduction to something that Star Trek that I can go, oh, you know what? I, I like this. I can pay attention to this. I I I think of it a lot like. Um, uh, and it's related to something else that's Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. The JJ tracks, they're good stuff. Um, 
something else that Star Wars, it, I, it reminds me a lot of a, somewhere across between Clone Wars and and, and Rebels, somewhere mm-hmm. in the, the art style and how the characters are portrayed and, and everything else and the way the stories are going. It's definitely something with a younger audience in the pulse, in, in, the, in the viewfinder, right? But mm-hmm. it's it's something that I that can a- attract to the adults as well, and we can go. You know what? This is something to pay attention to. So, so what you're saying is, if we want to get you involved in a sci-fi show, we need to find the cartoon version of it to get you interested. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, I know how it worked with Mike. I mean, is yeah. there Mike. any cartoon Doctor Who? <laughs> mm. Is there? I don't know. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean that is. Yeah, I, I had sent out a tweet something similar uh i i was comparing it to uh, a mix of resistance and rebels uh okay that's, yeah, I remember that's seeing that, yeah. fully on just like i think the maturity level of the content i think it, i mean resistance is very childish and rebels is a step up obviously between resistance and like the tail end of clone wars when clone world wars becomes basically an adult cartoon um it got really real season seven Yes, uh, uh, I can see shades of that more like adult oriented content here in Prodigy, uh, but for the for the most part, I think it I think it's more towards Rebels than Resistance, obviously, but uh, definitely aimed for that younger audience. With that being said, uh, having only seen maybe the first Chris Pine Star Trek movie, and that's like the extent of my Star Trekness. Um, this show has gotten me interested in Star Trek, and now I kind of want to explore that that franchise and that series now. Uh, but there, there's like so much that I have literally no idea where to start. <laughs> so it's right? like so overwhelming. I think we'll Voyager is probably a good spot to start. Um, right, because the show piggybacks off of that one, right? Technically, yeah. You could work release order backward. So yeah. Voyager, Deep Space Nine, go backward through them. But we had a whole episode on this, and essentially what we pick up is like it's pretty up in the air in terms of yeah. everyone's opinion on where to start. Oh yeah, uh, I it... do want to watch Lower Decks. I do know that. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's my honestly. That's probably the next thing that I will watch that's Star Trek related. Uh, again, because it's a cartoon, Kathleen. Uh, but uh, so yeah, that'll probably be the next thing that I watch. Because I've talked about going back and trying to get into Star Trek at, at different places and different times, and and I haven't found something that that I was said, you know, oh, I really want to sit down and watch this thing. Whereas I can sit down and watch uh, the JJ tracks, and I'm really hoping we do get a fourth JJ track uh, somewhere in the, you know about the Calvin timeline. I know it's been talked about for a while, but I'm really hoping that we do get one. That be that would be, in my opinion, that'd be cool. Because that would be some that would be Trek that I would definitely sit down and watch. I mean, growing up watching Star Trek, it is a very close tie for me between Voyager and Next Gen on which one I like more. But it's all Star Trek, so I don't really. It, it's like choosing a favorite child, sort of thing, which I say is mm-hmm. the parent of one. So. Yeah, and what Jason's saying is start with Discovery, um, because it is like a mix of the JJ and the old and it just gives you a i think discovery gives you a nice little who's the who's the captain on discovery uh i want to say pike 
Right, because that's the one that's supposed to lead into that's supposed to lead into the JJ, right? In theory. Uh, I think so. Okay, because there's an Admiral Pike. I know that. And, and the, if only yeah. we had Google at our fingertips. Oh, it's uh, Michaela <laughs> Burnham. Yeah, Jason Maybe? just said Pike and Burnham. Kathleen's yeah. too busy playing Angry Birds to help. Sorry. Thanks, Kathleen. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I remember when uh, Par or Paramount, when Discovery uh, came out, I remember being somewhat interested because of Sonequa Martin-Green. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I will say it's not necessarily Star Trek, but it is Star Trek-esque. Uh, Orville. Orville is fun. Oh, okay. I have watched a few episodes of that and I've enjoyed it. It is it. I've heard it like when it first came out. It was more Star Trek than Star Trek was. <laughs> <laughs> Season but, three is supposed to come out in June. So, yeah, which I'm excited about. <clears throat> so Orville so, is on... Star Trek, though. Like it is a Star Trek thing. It's um, it's a Star it like Trek a, parody. Yeah, I was about to say okay. isn't it a parody with? It's yeah. a McFarlane. Yep. Oh, okay. It's, it, the, yeah. the thing that I've always read about the Orville is that McFarlane couldn't get on Star Trek, so he went out and made his own Star Trek. So, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> um, totally. You know, and, which, and you, when you watch said, it, you, you, yeah, when you watch it, you totally go, oh, yeah, this is Star Trek. And like so, it was said, it's more Star Trek than Star Trek is sometimes. It's what Star Trek wanted to be, but then took itself too seriously. It's both funny and serious at the same time. Like, it hits the funny pretty good but it also hits hey this is pretty serious i'm just waiting for a seth mcfarland musical number i know it's gonna happen <laughs> it's gonna i know happen. it's gonna happen and it's going to be spectacular so all right well hey just looking at the time as much as so you know as much as i've enjoyed this conversation and i honestly am even though it is star trek which is very surprising to me that i'm enjoying the star trek conversation uh there's a, something else we wanted to talk about tonight uh, and you mentioned it in the beginning of your uh, your guys' spiel here, talking about you know your companion series and everything else, and that of course is the book of Boba Fett and That's this guy. That? That? No, the, the book That's of the, Cad Bane. That needs to be the next show, Cad Freaking Bane. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I made a great pitch for him for the Cad Bane show last night. Yeah, Mike had a good pitch for this. Yeah, so, I'm listening. So you get to that part of the episode right there where you had the screen up where he finally looks up. And then this is this is the opening scene of the Cad Bane show. He looks up and all of a sudden you hear re the record scratch and he just goes, you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> and then the whole Cad Bane series is just a, a comedy of, you know, one of the the baddest bounty hunters in the galaxy oh, yeah. uh, from, suicide squad yeah suicide <laughs> squad style peacemaker type uh series of all about cad bane yeah cad bane um, was awesome that's right jason yeah cad bane is one of my favorite oh, clone wars yeah, favorite I, back for more and in, in many series yeah. so far yeah, he like was my favorite bounty hunter in, in, in Clone Wars, and mm -hmm. I loved him coming back in Bad Batch and, you know, the hunt for Omega and, you know, trying to do that. And, and yeah, so now I'm really excited about Wednesday coming up because I, I feel like we're going to, I'm hoping 
that we're going to see a, another <laughs> showdown between Cad Bane and Fennec Shan. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. True. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to go my route and say you're hoping that it's actually a Boba Fett episode because that would be kind of cool. <laughs> well, I mean, it is going to be a Boba Fett episode um, for The Mandalorian. And uh, <laughs> the book of The Mandalorian has been awesome this season. Um, yeah. No, but I, I think I think that what we're going to see is is every all these pieces that we've seen kind of, you know, this little spot here, here and here just kind of popping up all over the place. I think then this because Wednesday's the season finale. I think we're going to see all these loose pieces get tied together, and I think we're going to see Mando and Boba fighting side by side with Fennec Shand against the Pikes and uh, Cad Bane and mm-hmm. whoever else they have. And I don't. And I'm really going to get like a like a Avengers Civil War scene at the airport. <laughs> but I'm almost feeling like we're gonna we're gonna Please think we're gonna spidey. get all of Please that. Please give me Spidey. Anyway. Yeah. Like I feel like we're gonna we're gonna lead toward all of that, and then we're gonna get like an epic cliffhanger. Right. Oh that's yeah, what we were to. talking about last night, or what? Yeah, last night because yeah. it's like, is there a second season? What are they gonna do? And it's like they could just not wrap it all up and just cliffhang it and be like, see you next year, um, or who knows? But they've been or making. If they suddenly bring it into Mando three. That yeah, that's the thing. Is like they. That's what I've been really liking about these past two episodes because they're really kind of bending the rules in terms of how they've done the Star Wars series mm-hmm. <laughs> this whole time, and it's becoming very abstract. And I, yeah, I know a lot of people were like, "But where's Boba Fett? This is the book of Boba Fett." Yeah, but I like the amount of backstory you're getting because if you're when you're reading a book, you right. get those those paragraphs and those chapters that are about other characters to build up to the actual story. And I feel like they've done a really good job of giving us the who's coming where to fit that spider web sort of thing. This next episode better be an hour long. I know, right? Be. It better be the longest of all the Mandoverse yeah. episodes. It's if this is a 30 minute episode, I'm going to scream bloody murder. <laughs> I saw somewhere uh, online today that, that, uh, the the Mando verse shows should just be called Grogu and Friends. Yeah, yes. <laughs> instead of the Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett, we're just we're on Grogu and Friends season three. And like I mean, John commented, there is a theory online right now that the title The Mandalorian does not refer to Din Djarin, but refers mm. to Grogu. Yeah, that's Whoa. interesting. I mean, because... which I would find fascinating. Mm-hmm. Would be. I, also, I have I'm, never wanted to punch Luke Skywalker in the face more. Right? And I've wanted to punch Luke Skywalker in the face a lot. And his very well-crafted CGI face. <sighs> I'm Take hoping it. that that Grogu just, you know, like, grabs the chainmail and then Force grabs the lightsaber. And then it's just like, what? What are you going to do? I got them both. You know, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Well, that's the um, meme with uh, the Mandalorian to the armor. He's like, or like Boba Fett's like, she's like, I'm not a Mandalorian. He's like, bro, you have the dark saber. You just tell her like tough. Like, yes, I am. Like, right? Right? Yeah. You're the most Mandalorian of them all. You have the dark saber. Yeah. I did figure out my issue with the CGI Luke face, though. It is the fact that yeah. it's too perfect. Hmm. Well, and especially when you think about the... The, the change in Mark Hamill's face from episode four to episode five with his car accident. Yep. I feel like they took 
episode four footage to figure out what he would look like at this point. And they forgot to take into consideration his scar tissue and the change in his face. So it's like, this is what he would have looked like if he hadn't had his accident. Hmm. But it looks weird. I know if they can heavy Instagram filter. If they can CGI a face, they can CGI scar tissue on the face. They just made him look too pretty. <laughs> so is he now? Is he now? Uh, Twilight. Nice. Yeah, he's not Sparkle Luke. He's uh, Sepia Luke. Uh, <laughs> so you know. But he did lose basically. The right they, they, they don't it's have like, any of his like natural human like imperfections because uh, Chad in our Discord posted the um, screenshots of him in episode six, him in Mando finale of season two, and then him here. And it's just, he improved in terms of like what he looks like between Mando and this, but he's just further getting more polished into perfection. Right. And like Tim and I talked about on three geeks, because Jason's still here. So I'm going to talk because I know he's in the comments. Three geeks podcast. Woo. They could have used Sebastian Stan. Yep. He looks enough like him. He literally is already on Disney's payroll. They need to do it at some point because yeah. they can't keep this up unless he's just purely cameos. But this steps out beyond a cameo. Like he's right. a significant portion. Right. Of the episode. <laughs> and it gives it gives the impression with with as much as we've seen him so far that moving forward, we're going to see him more uh, between uh, this show Mando and I, I have to think now we're going to see him in Ahsoka. Jedi you know? Academy. Yeah, this, exactly. Jason was the one. No, Lordy. Nice. So yeah. Anywhere. Mm-mm. No, so, no, I can't. <laughs> Sorry. What have you guys enjoyed the most so far about? The book of Boba Fett, outside of Cad Bane. Um, I will say, the back-to-back ship focused episodes got the Slave One back. That was excellent work with the yes. Slave One. From uh, Chad pointed out, like the CGI is just like flawless on the Slave One, and then, yeah. um, or whatever they're calling it now. Uh, it's the. It's still Slave yeah. One already. It's, it's the, Slave One. Yeah. It's like the actual like name. fire, isn't it? Like fire, fire spray, spray. fire spray yeah. fighter, whatever. But it has a name. Django gave it to it. Um, exactly. And then obviously the the N one Naboo Starfighter re, mm-hmm. redo because that was just amazing. Isn't I still awesome. think. I mean, I um, I used to have a motorcycle, but like the <laughs> the effect of how fast that thing goes, like they just did a great job, like capturing that need for speed, and that was mm-hmm. just, and it reminded me so much of just on purpose episode one pod racing the fighter Mm -hmm. scene at the end like it was just it was fantastic and that's still probably my favorite thing they did um and obviously it blew everybody away because now um they want um her to have her own trilogy bryce dallas oh oh, bryce dallas (laughs) she does a great job with these stories she Mm -hmm. does yeah for sure uh the ship work has been amazing like yeah, the 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 scene we I talked about it on one of the episodes, but the scene where uh, he's like coming out of the mechanics garage hangar thingy, like yeah, that ship looks so real. 
<laughs> like mm -hmm. just the, yeah. the, the unperfect like movements of it, like how it's kind of like wobbling as he's trying mm -hmm. to like get used to the man. It's just, it's so good. Um, I would say ironically, uh, I joke, uh, the last two episodes about it not being, you know, it's it, episode five was, uh, the season three premiere of the Mandalorian and, uh, <laughs> last week was the series premiere of Jedi Academy. Uh, but those two episodes have been my favorite of the, the series so far. Um, Understood. but, uh, in terms of Boba's stuff, I really enjoyed the Tuscan backstory of like how he kind of like yes. became one with mm -hmm. the totally. Tuscan tribe and the oh, relationship absolutely. he had with what, who I call the Tuscan ninja. Who I still don't think he's he's dead. He or she, dude's I coming think, next episode. Yeah, or she. Yeah, whichever. Yeah. The one that was uh, training Bulba is that your one you're yeah. talking about? Yep. Oh yeah, it has to be back. Yep. All uh, all, but, all hope is going to be lost, and then up or, up over the sand dunes, you'll yeah, hear. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, you're you're much braver than I. I would. I, I was thinking about making that noise, but I was like, I can't that, do it. That was a little bit of a Wookiee blend in there. Um, it was. Tuscan's so, such a harsh enough. noise. My brother yeah. used to be able to do it. And... <laughs> My brother just like mic up some like seals or something to do the Tuscan Raiders. I mean, that's. Pretty... <laughs> Um, yeah, that that whole uh, you know coming out of the Sarlacc and then like being adopted, so good. We lost Nick again. Blade is gone. He, his computer cannot handle this tonight. Like, no, he hasn't. Yeah, he's had some computer issues as of late. Mm. Oh, here he comes. He's he's back again. I do not know what is going on. Over <laughs> the first time it happened, it was pretty funny because it was right after Cad Bane showed up, and I was like, oh no. He's He's so bad he he assassinated Blade Nick just in a mere still image. And done. So yeah, I have one of the things I've enjoyed very much so about this, and, and John brought this. I'm gonna bring his comment back up on screen right now, is all the prequel callbacks. So yeah. for for um for me that the thing that I loved is is that there's all these gentle nods to the prequels and even to even to the original trilogy. I think that you know, the way that they're doing it is bringing it so that, you know, I'm hoping that this is what, what is going to happen is that people who are watching the show now, who maybe weren't fans of the prequels, who maybe had whatever their issues were with the prequels, you know, you know, who knows, Star Wars fans are the worst, I'll admit it. Um, but, you know, nobody hates Star Wars more than a Star Wars fan. Um, <laughs> sadly, it's true. But I'm this hoping that what Jordan, Nick. I know he, he's he's that version, but I'm very yeah, much so yeah. like I love all Star Wars. You can't, and that, that's where I am at. I I love all Star Wars, and so for me, I I love this because I what I'm hoping for is that people are watching this and they're seeing all these gentle nods to to Episode One, and you know with the mm -hmm. the pod racing, you know Beggars Canyon, and and the the N one fighter and everything else. There's so much there that has you know, old, you know, old Star Wars callbacks that I'm hoping mm -hmm. that'll help you know, maybe soften some of those opinions, maybe, um, you know, I don't know, yeah. but I'm hoping that's what's going to happen because 
and there's enough hate on enough other things out there that you know you don't have to keep spreading it to just Star Wars. You guys, you guys can move around in a circle, go pick something else for a few minutes. So, yeah. Yeah. See, I actually I think that the callbacks are amazing, but also bringing in characters from not cinematic universe has been huge yeah. for this. Yeah, I mean, yes, Cad Bane was already in the cartoons, but then bringing him live action, uh, bringing Ahsoka live action in Mandalorian, mm -hmm. because there is that general feeling, especially among hardcore Star Wars fans, that the Clone Wars and Rebels and those are for kids, mm -mm. and they don't. I don't know anybody who would think that they way. should. Well, I think it, it's <laughs> it's more of the. Because you have to remember, like with any kind of IP, there's always the people that just watch the movies or just watch the shows. So then when they right. see or they just see the live action stuff, even so Bye, Nick. <laughs> when they when they see these characters show up in live action, like, well, that's a really cool character. And they like lean over to their Star Wars frames like, who is that? And it's like, right. well, guess what? There's a whole series. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And that was the thing. Is yeah. like when Chrysanthemum, Chrysanthemum, whatever, Chrysanthemum, scare you, Chewie. Yeah, <laughs> grumpy chewy, big, chew. yeah. big, big grumpy chewy. Yes. So my husband and I were watching it together, and he has watched all of the movies, all of the cartoons, all of the. He's read all of the comics. He's read all of the novels. He's played the RPG. Like he is a hardcore Star Wars fan, and he, he walks around the corner, and I had that moment of the. Who's that? Because. It's a Wookiee. Wookiees are fun. Wookiees are friends. That's not a friend. No, that's <laughs> no. And and he, John's sitting there. And he goes, I think this black or sin. And I'm like, who? <laughs> but that that getting these characters from other yeah. other canon sources yeah. and bringing them yeah. to the screen, kind of raising huge. awareness for the the other aspects of the universe is pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah, huge. Like the, the swoop bike gang, like that was all that's technically legends and kind of deeper cut stuff. Right. But they they've taken a lot of care to tell the story well, but give those nods to not just the movies, not just the Clone Wars and like the animations, but legends, right? And just slowly right. bringing this stuff back and saying, "Hey, this is real again." Um, and and because they had acquired all of the content, and then they had said, "No, none of that content is canon anymore. We're going to change the story." But then they're picking and choosing of the no, we're gonna we're gonna bring this back and we're gonna bring this back. When you have that giant sandbox of toys available to mm -hmm. you, bring them. But they're but they're bringing them in. I think in the in the right way. They're not mm -hmm. just you know they're not just dumping their toys out in the sandbox, right? Right. They're getting the one that's the the correct tool for to build the right part of the sandcastle at the right time. And I think that the way that they're doing it is very smart. And I think that the way that they're doing it is going to help us to enjoy this type of content moving forward. Because I really feel that for a lot of the, there, there will always be Star Wars movies and there will continue to be Star Wars movies. There's going to be another trilogy coming. It's going to happen. But what I think is, and I think we're going to see this for the MCU as well, is where these, these mini series of sorts, you know, where they can pack in six to eight hours of mm -hmm. content where they couldn't put that into a movie to explain these backstories and everything mm -hmm. else. I think that's the wave of the future. And I think that's where we're going to go. And God willing, it happens because I am so here for it. Yeah. So yeah, sure. I had mentioned something similar to that last night, uh, just in terms of all the, the characters that were in the episode last night. Uh, 
they they just did such a great job of exactly like you said tim uh not just throwing these characters that everyone loves on the screen just to have them into an episode like each like ahsoka's five to seven minutes in the episode like really advanced the plot Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously luke and grogu i mean that's a huge uh plot beat um but like cobb vanth that made sense because you know the pike are running mm-hmm. spice and of course they might go through his little town uh cad bane coming and working with the pikes like he just didn't show up in the background he clearly is working with the pikes like everything makes sense to drive the story forward and that that's what uh they're they're so good at and i think a lot of that goes into the experience that favreau has right because he comes from mm-hmm. the mcu who basically yep. made this like a mainstream way to i mean cinematic universes weren't really a popular thing until the mcu happened right Uh, so you have somebody who's very experienced and very very good at doing all of this world building through several different movies and series and stuff um but yeah the the mini series idea um we talked about or i talked about this a lot with uh falcon and winter soldier and the mcu uh limited series like Mm -hmm. You use those series to tell, you know, character develop these uh, like secondary and tertiary heroes in these movies. And then you use the movies to tell like the big overarching right. plots. Right. So exactly. Like, Boom. I love the the I mean, you know, Obi-Wan's old now, but like the, you know, Kenobi series is going to be cool. Andor is going to be cool. <laughs> Boba Fett, Mandalorian, all this stuff is awesome because it fills in the gaps between the movies and then it gives you an opportunity if you want to do a trilogy. Like, you don't have to waste time. You can just go all out on whatever big story you're trying to tell. Right. I um, have to I'll say, work. I am so excited for the there. Obi-Wan series. Yeah. I am so excited for the Obi-Wan series. And it's not even for Obi-Wan. Like, I right. love Obi-Wan. I want to watch The Rise of Vader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So badly. So badly. Yeah. Well, one of the things I loved about the movie Rogue One, other than the fact that it was an awesome Star Wars story set without a lot of Jedi and lightsabers and all that, was the fact that when we got to see Darth Vader in that movie, mm-hmm. he was freaking insane. He was scary. Like that 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 yeah, just the fear in the people's eyes as they're trying to pass that data disk through the halls of the ship and, and everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah, I was like, I want more of that. And I'm hoping that at some point we get to see more. Well, I think Nick froze up against this. Oh, yeah, Nick's totally. <laughs> oh, yeah, there he is. He's out. Yeah, yeah. So, there it is. It's so a good picture. Agree. We should frame that. I super agree, Tim. Like, I want more Vader. Yes. Yeah. So much. Rogue One good was picture. great. But we yep. have such a big gap from him being in lava in three to being Vader in four. Right. Like, and right. There's that's so where, much story there. And that's where uh, the original Battlefront two that came out in 2005, mm-hmm. like that, that campaign for what, you know, wasn't the greatest story <laughs> campaign, but the whole point was following the 501st as Vader's fist, just dominating world after yes. world and suppressing resistance against the empire. That's an entire, I don't know, series. I don't know how you like, want to frame I, that, but I yeah. super Show hope me. they start Obi Wan at like the very end of three. Hmm. Like I want right. maybe Luke in Obi Wan's arms still, sort of thing. Like Well, one of the things that I was excited about, and I don't know if the show is still that. happening, I, I I've seen and heard both ways, uh, the show Acolyte. 
um, mm, whether yeah. or not that's actually going to happen because that's supposed to be a dark side story. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. hoping that that we're going to see a dark side story, you know, about the, you know, just that, you know, what you were just talking about there, Nick, where, where we get to see the, the evil going out and suppressing and doing all these things because we don't really get to see that a whole bunch in, in the movies. In the movies, it's just that, oh, the Sith are bad, the Sith are evil, and it's, you know, they, you know, and they, they allude to a lot of the things that have happened, but we never really get to see those things happen. And I think it would be really cool to see a time where the Sith are genuinely in control and yeah. they're doing the fighting, the evil, the nasty, and all the the good guys are just struggling to make it through instead of this, you know, yay, the good guys win again, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the reasons, honestly, why I love Empire Strikes Back right. uh, for that reason is that not only is it an amazing story and it's told really well, but it's the good guys didn't win. And that's mm-hmm. sometimes what happens in real life is that the good guys half don't the always movie. win. Like it's a pretty yeah. split movie, like good and bad. Like you see a lot of Darth Vader in that movie, a lot of what the Empire is up to, but you equally yeah. see the other side. And thank goodness for like Clone Wars, because I always forget having played a lot of the Star Wars games, how much I know about the dark side through the games, because that's where mm-hmm. a lot of exactly. it's fleshed out. But then when yep. I then it's just more natural when I watch like the Clone Wars and even um just wherever they put dark side stuff, you're like, okay, cool, a little bit. But like you said, it's never an entire dedicated show to the dark side or somebody. Right. Mike always says it's, like Darth Maul needs his own show. Yes. I'm waiting for the Maul series. Dear God. Yes, please. I would watch it. Oh, I, you know, I, I, cause in my mind, um, be a live action one though. Cause I would actually do better. Yes. In the cartoon. Yeah. You yes. know, cause here's the thing in, in my mind, Maul had a huge part in the clone wars. When you go back and look, he's only like, in, I think 20 episodes, you know, it just seems like that's it's such a, chunk, a small though. portion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good chunk. Yeah. And, and through, season, through a, a good portion. Yeah. It's a good portion through a season, but I mean, that could be multiple seasons. I'd be okay with yeah. it. <laughs> well, so. maybe there's, there's like greater hope for kind of like this small underworld kind of like story because yeah, the Pokemon whole like Crimson Fed. Dawn thing. And yeah, because mm-hmm. well, that, that's kind of opening that door to seeing like, we're not telling you a story about good versus evil. We're kind of telling you a crime mob story here right so well that's what i'd hope for at the end of the solo movie yeah when kira goes off to meet up with maul and i'm like oh i'm ho- that's what i was hoping for is that we we're gonna if if there's going to be a solo too you know uh hey make it happen i'm, I'm here for it Please. uh but i if there is a solo too it had better be heavily maul influenced uh yeah. with you know maul fighting against you know, everybody else, and, you know, yeah. Didn't you guys just have the voice actor of Maul on your show? We, we did, did, yeah. That's Senior Sam Whitwer. I yes. That was a cool interview. Which is yeah. still up on our YouTube page. And yeah. speaking of, we should... Hey, this is Sam Whitwer. Welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Exigence Episode 66. Sorry, Nick. I don't I don't think that's what he was trying to say. He froze up. So, Nick, I am so sorry. I cut him off. 
And I, I thought he was trying to say that we should. He's like, hey, and I think he meant something else because oh. I was not paying attention to the time, and we are at our hour, which we normally run. Slugs a disappointment couple... in his face. Disapproving. Uh, yeah. Captured in time. Yes. Yeah. So I'll uh, I'll do this real quick. Uh, last Friday, our guest was Liz Vassy uh, on Funny Science Fiction Podcast. If you're familiar with Liz Vassy, uh, she was in the original uh, live action run as, of The Tick. She was Captain Liberty. In the current uh, live action run, she was Lobster Culees uh, in that episode. And she was also in Dr. Horrible's Sing Along blog and a whole bunch of other things. She and was we Wendy in CSI. Yeah, she was Wendy in CSI. Hi, this is Liz Vassy, a.k.a. Captain Liberty. Welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. And, of course, you can still find that that episode out on our, our YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast provider. It's Kathleen's favorite part of the episode now. I get to introduce next week. So, our guest this coming Friday has been a big part of the conversation we've had tonight. I would tell you who it is, but that seems like a Wookiee mistake. Ooh. Right. Yes. Yeah, so. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, Black Kersantan, also known as Carrie Jones. Uh, we had a really interesting conversation with him just the other day, so we're, we're pushing that right out to match up with the the, the season finale. We talked to him yesterday. The book of Boba Fett. Yeah, we talked to him yesterday, <laughs> in fact. <laughs> so uh, not only did he help us all meet uh, Black Kersantan, the, the Wookiee bounty hunter, but he's also been in special effects department for a ton of movies. And yeah. uh, our Nick, Blade Nick, showed off uh, quite a few of those right there in that little trailer video that he's been a part of. He was one of the predators in the movie Predator. Uh, he's you know done a lot of really cool things. Uh, we had a great time with him. You'll be able to tune in this Friday on your favorite podcast provider and, of course, right here on YouTube. So make sure you're subscribed yeah. so you get your notifications of it. We cannot forget, he is an Emmy-winning makeup artist. Yeah, nice. let's yeah, just he's, take, he's let's done let's some just stuff. Throw that award title out there. Yeah. We got an Emmy winner again, guys. I'm proud of us. Nice. And so is he's a man under the fur. He yes, is. He is. As nice. a matter of fact, if you go to his, if you go to his Instagram page, there's like pictures of him in costume, like where he's taking shots <laughs> of his feet, you know, out on set. <laughs> you know. out there, guys. Nice. Yeah, he's got Wookie uh, feet pics out there. Um, Which I never I'm sure there's some weird fetish like, site for that. I'm sure. Rule thirty four. There's always. I'm. There's always something. Yeah, that's welcome to the internet. There's somebody out there. Yes. There's somebody. Something out there for somebody somewhere everywhere. Uh, but yeah, that comes out this week. So uh, hey, before we sign off tonight, guys, uh, remind everybody where the every where they can go to find Showboys podcast. And uh, again, thank you as always. You guys are awesome. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks, oh, for, having thanks us. for having us. Uh, you can find all of our links on linktr dot ee slash showboys podcast um we have a patreon patreon.com slash showboys podcast uh and all the social media is just at showboys podcast 
Awesome. <laughs> there is a subreddit for that. <laughs> I don't. I can't. No, I, I, I'm out. Anyway, I don't know what to do with that one tonight. We're just we're just gonna we're just gonna set it there, and we're gonna walk away, and we're gonna say bye, everybody. Thanks for being. Thanks for coming to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Thanks to the show boys. Go check out their show. It is awesome. I love it. Thank you. And uh, they just a few weeks back they had a really cool uh, Order sixty six episode. Go back and check that out if you want to hear a bunch of people pontificate about what they thought. Um, uh, Order six words. I know, right? I saw I saw big words today. I'm trying to use them. I'm so proud. Yeah, but yeah, it's your really very cool own episode. Tim was on the episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to give. I, I was actually going <laughs> to not mention myself, but give a shout out to uh, Casey Plot from the Scene oh, Snob yeah. who's on there, and the, the depth of knowledge that Casey has is just ridiculous. Yep, and sure. uh, but yeah, if you if you're curious, go check that out. Really good episode with some really cool uh, ideas and and feelings about order 66 and how it was all affected but yeah go what check that out check out the show boys sam Witwer like nerd out about star wars together just give me popcorn that's all i need yeah right, exactly. right. no seriously just give me popcorn I'd, I'd be down for that so all right guys that's going to conclude us for funny science fiction podcast you guys take care Bye. on behalf of the rest of the hosts of funny science fiction we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode if you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes please contact us by means of our facebook group funny science fiction you can find us on twitter or instagram using the handle at funny sci-fi or you can go to draytonallen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page thanks again hope you enjoyed the episode